All right. So today on the Loans Can Be Fun podcast, yeah. we have a very special guest. I'm going to let him introduce himself. So I'm Troy. I'm the owner of Nook and Cranny Home Services. Home Services. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. So, so we, what, what just changed? <laughs> tell me. Tell me. So we just rebranded because, you know, the market's shifting mm-hmm. and everything. Plus, I kind of seen a need with the real estate agents needing plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. Very true. You know, yeah, techs that have sure. super access. You know, we can carry the, if the sellers need repairs, we can wait till closing to be paid. So we shifted. And so now we do home inspections, mold remediation, plumbing, and heating and air conditioning. Holy crap. All under one roof. All under one roof. Okay. That's amazing. And I've, I've had Troy do inspections on my own stuff. A couple different houses we looked at yeah. buying. And... Very thorough. That was one thing I noticed. You guys had all the bells and whistles. So for people who don't know what home inspectors do, go through what you look at, what things you check. Okay. So, you know, home inspection, basically we like to say our home inspectors of jack of all trades, master of none, right? <laughs> so we, 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 we start, you know, with the roof, we look for missing shingles, broken trusses in the attic, you know, missing insulation, whether what or not... What causes a broken shingle or a broken truss in an attic? A lot of the time, it's when they set it and when they built the house. Huh. Or over time, if we get a lot of snow, the snow load will compress down on those trusses and Makes crack sense. them and stuff. Yikes, okay. So it, it, it's a lot of stuff. One of the biggest things that's hard on trusses is when people go in and say, oh, I'm sick of these asphalt shingles. I want to put the clay mm. tiles or the cement and tiles. And that's heavy. Yeah, and they don't compensate for that weight, and then it compresses down oh, and it breaks them. We actually see that quite a bit. That's scary. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, as a homeowner, you may not think, oh, I should talk to somebody about the weight on that thing. You don't necessarily think about that. Well, one thing we always like to jokingly say is, when's the last time you was in your attic? (laughs) Never. You know? Never. (laughs) Never. Yeah, people don't get up in there. And, you know, a lot of times we see, like, like the... The fans in the bathroom, we call them fart fans, but that's not what they are. But they come disconnected. And so yep. when you're in there showering and you turn that on to get rid of that moisture, now it's just dumping all that moisture in the attic. Oh, geez. And then now you have a mold issue because oh it, it's hot up there in the yeah. summer. And, and so there's a lot of things that can happen just, you know, with age. And insulation, as it settles, it loses its R value. Mm-hmm. It needs to be fluffy. To so be. for those of you who don't know what an R value is, it's kind of like how the higher the R value, the better your insulation yep. is. Right. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, as it settles, it loses its R value. So we can tell you, hey, you know, it's time to get new insulation. And they can and, just blow that in. Yeah, and, you know, there's easy. actually a lot of good rebate programs through, like, mm-hmm. Utah Power I did and that Light. myself. You know, the Rocky Mountain Gas Association's got a bunch of rebates. So basically, it doesn't cost you anything. Right. No, we actually did that on my very own house because we had good insulation. It was a fairly new house, but we could have better, right? right. And there was rebates, so it made it worth doing. Um, so I don't know if you went through all your services, because I know for me, you actually caught something on an inspection for me for a cabin that I was looking for up in the valley. I think it was maybe Eden or Liberty, something like that. Well, you had done the inspection on the home prior to me getting there. And when I went to the second floor of this house, I could feel the so- the floor actually like Give. bounce. Yeah. And I was like, that's not normal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they said, you had done the inspection and they told me that you said it was okay. And I was like, I know, Troy, I'm going to call him. Yeah. So I called you and you're like, I did not say that was okay. So there's things like that that come up, come up and that house actually needed like brand new foundation and like pylons into the ground to yeah, like, I, I think they yeah. ended up, I think we went back after you looked at it to, for the yeah. people that bought it and they ended up putting like 22 helical piers in there. Yeah. Place. It was going to require a yeah. ton of work. And, um, It's just one of those things. And, you know, people ask me all the time on helical piers, and what that is is they'll take and they'll drill down into the earth till they hit bedrock, and then they jack the foundation back up. So they can be anywhere from... 
20 feet to 200 feet oh deep. Gosh. It just depends on yeah. where they hit solid uh, rock. Yeah. And um, I wouldn't be scared of a house with helical pierce. No, but that house didn't have that. Yeah. And it was sagging and you could feel it. It was creepy. And it was a nice location, all that, th- all that stuff. But that was definitely where a home inspection saved me a crap ton of money because I guarantee those helical things did uh, cost yeah, I don't a small know fortune. They, I think it's based on footage, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've heard they can be anywhere from $1,500 to ten grand a right. piece. Like per, per. Uh, yeah. yeah. Dang. That's why I was like, I'm not getting into this. So, yeah. So, Troy has actually saved my butt a couple <laughs> times. And then other times, you know, we just decided not to buy a house. But... I know that they look at all systems in the house, you know, the heating, the plumbing, as best you can. I think if I was to stop and say, what's the most common thing we find? Yeah. I would think it has to do, you know, whenever you have water in anything, it's Water is like the biggest issue, I swear. And it's whether it's coming through the foundation or through a crack in the stucco or whatever, Mm -hmm. any kind of water, because it just compounds into a bigger problem. And I think water intrusion or a water leak is probably the number one thing we see. Yep. And then I would think the number two thing, and a lot of people don't stop to think about this, but we we offer a service to camera the main sewer line. Hmm, to and see that, if there's any roots or whatever. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, that's the largest expense to a homeowner is to replace mm-hmm. that sewer line. Um, we've got a deal going up in North Ogden where the two two houses the 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 contractor bought these and he's flipping them and he bought them both well the sewers tie together oh wow and one sewer's bad and the city and the and it's on 89 so the city and the state got involved and they're making a separate the two sewers oh no and what should have been, you know, an $8,500 repair oh. is now $52,000. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It's, sewer stuff is not it's cheap. It's not. And, you know, Prevention for couple, with that stuff is huge and making sure that it's taken care of. But, man, yeah, it's not cheap. It's not. And, you know, we only charge a couple hundred dollars to camera sewer. Yeah. And it's like invest that money because you never know what's there. Yep. And we always jokingly tell people, yeah, it's not a fun video to sit and watch with popcorn <laughs> or whatever, but it, at least you know what's going on. Yeah. And even if there's roots in it, we just tell them, you know, you just need to like once a year have somebody come out and cable and it and get rid them of them or whatever. And then you shouldn't have any issues. Yeah. So it it just depends, you know. We, yeah. we also do a lot of methamphetamine testing. Yep. And meth is like really prevalent here in Utah. Oh, that's what actually has surprised me when people do meth tests, how many positive meth tests we get. It's just kind of uh, like mind blowing to me. We can dive into that. The reason why too is because the national average for meth is actually 4.0. But in Utah, we've decided to drop it to 1.0. Okay, so it shows up more often on the test. Yeah, it shows more often. And literally, if you was to talk to Ann Atkins from Meth Mob, she'll tell you, at 1.0, you'd get more sick chugging a bottle of cough syrup than you would off the residue yeah. of the meth. You in still your house. don't want it, but no. And and so as a joke, one day Ann says, "Hey, let's pull one of the floor mats out of your inspection vans." So we <laughs> did, and we tested it, and it came back at like 250. Oh, and I'm my like, gosh. "What's that from?" And she goes, "It's just from the contact of being in houses." And so like, oh my gosh, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a real estate agent, never wear the shoes that you show houses on <laughs> in your own house. Oh like I kick my boots off in the garage at night because I don't want to track that into my house. Oh, my gosh. It's you, just know, you know what's been there. Yeah, you know, oh and so gosh. it's like, holy crap. It was like eye-opening, and she's like, it's just common. And, you know, somebody could just rub up against you, and right. that residue could now be on your coat. Right. And um, it's just very prevalent in the state oh of Utah, gosh. but the reason why is because we've Because we have limit. a higher standard. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, because we've had a couple properties where people had to 
you know, do the remediation and all that stuff. And it takes a while and it can make a contract go three weeks to a month longer. Um, I had a situation. I want to know what makes a meth test come back with a false positive because I had that happen on something. And I turned the lady into childhood protective services or what CPS, whatever it is. I turned her in and it was a false test you guys so I it's so bad a lot of that oh. a lot of that's how they do it you know we we have Ann come in so as a home inspector we don't have to be certified to do you can just do meth testing yeah. right there's no like this is how it has to yeah. be done so i get with Ann, and she comes in and teaches my team how to do it to the state standards because as a licensed mitigator she has to test a certain way mm-hmm. and in a certain area of the if house. she teaches you guys how yeah. to do that then. so she taught us and she said the number one thing is um, most guys, when there's a false positive, they don't put the gloves on. They don't worry about what they're touching. You know, they'll touch other things instead of just focusing on the test. I mean, they touch the meth in their truck. Right. Exactly. Just go out and grab your steering wheel. It's probably all <laughs> oh over it, gosh. you know? So it's that's what causes a false positive when they're not actually following the parameters okay. they should. And that's kind of frustrating that, that it's that, you know, because oh, that causes the contract. A, yeah, yeah. It causes a huge mess. Yeah. And it all boils down to somebody not doing what they should. Yeah. She was renting the house in the basement. And honestly, it looked like a hoarder's house. And the yeah. kid was sleeping on a mattress on the floor and looked like he hadn't had his hair brushed. So maybe it was okay that I called them, but I called them because of the positive meth test and it wasn't positive. They yeah. came back and did another test. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And, you know, those situations are bad no matter yeah. what. We see them a lot. Um, when I'm in people's houses, when I'm a plumber, it's it's hard. It, it jerks at your heartstrings mm-hmm. when you see little kids in those situations. Because, yep. honestly, he should have been in a better situation yeah. than that. Now, she probably loved him. And you know what I'm saying? But just it wasn't it didn't look healthy yeah. and things like that. Okay, so before, before we started this video, you started talking about um, – flipping houses and realtors flipping houses and some of the issues that you have seen there. So kind of tell us a little bit like what you have seen on that end. Okay. So full disclosure, this wasn't a real estate agent, but it was a company that was flipping houses. Okay. And, um, they got to the point they hated us so bad they would try <laughs> to stop us from doing inspections on their because on you their were narking house, on them, yeah, on their flip houses just because Jeez. it was costing them so much money because they were just doing a really crappy job. And one of the things that we caught on to early on is they would go in and if there was mold in the house, they'd just paint over it. Oh my, <laughs> is that goodness. bad, Troy? <laughs> yeah, and and I actually oh I actually gosh. ended up in court as a professional witness against them for them doing that, and it caused. It actually caused a bunch of health issues to a kid that moved into the house that had asthma. So it was like a big deal. And so once that happened, I'm like, okay, we got to get serious when we're we're on this particular Mm -hmm. group's houses. And then it got so bad, they they, they actually tried to stop us from doing inspections on them. And they would call and say, you're not, you can't go in the house. You can't do the inspection. And I'm like, well, unfortunately the buyer's the one that decides that it's part of their due diligence. And so we had to fight that. I actually had to get a couple of broker friends of mine involved to help me like navigate that they can't keep me out of those. And that's crazy. Now they're, uh, we don't see them very much anymore. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of (laughs) glad. I know who you're talking about because when we were discussing that and you said the name, I'm like, that was the exact name I was thinking of because I actually heard people say, don't buy it from them. So kind of crazy. We're not going to, we're not going to say names. We're not going to do that. No, I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) But okay. So we're doing, you do the home inspections and that usually like you do the home inspections, but there's times where you have to do tests like meth, radon, mold Mold. tests. And some Mm -hmm. of those take a few days. Yeah. 
and you know, if people will just tell us what their due diligence time period is, we can actually rush them at the okay. lab. And all I do is whatever the lab charges me to rush them, I just pass that on to the client and yeah. say, okay, that's what it is. You know, yeah. we, we get that totally. And one thing that I do is I actually have one full-time rate on tech. Um, she goes around and sets the rate on monitors two days before the inspections. And if there's testing that needs to be done, she does that testing at that time, whether it's meth or mold. And that way we can get a two-day jump mm -hmm. on nice. the testing for people. And so we're, we're trying to do that. And it take it take it took agents a long time to kind of get comfortable with us doing that because we'd need two appointments. Yep. Like we need one two days before. And then, and then I got to go get the, my gear. Yeah, yeah. And then one for the inspection. And they couldn't like what. But once we started explaining, hey, this is what we're mm -hmm. doing. We're trying to make sure that we don't hold up the transaction. Right. Things started going a lot smoother for us with that. Can you tell our listeners like why you know? what radon is and kind of like with meth and mold, kind of the health issues that come along with these things and why it matters. Sure. So radon, and, and I'm, I'll tell you a personal story. So I'm really an advocate for radon because I just lost my mother-in-law to lung cancer mm. and she didn't smoke a day in her life. And she, she, I watched her go through that for two years and no then fun. she finally passed away. And when I talked to the oncologist, he, he says, I would imagine it was a radon issue. My goodness. And, um, and radon comes from... It's from the granite as it breaks down under your, it's like the backfill that they put under your house, yeah. the rocks. As that granite breaks down, it releases that radium gas, which is a, a basically a- Carcinogen. Yeah, it's a carcinogen and you can't yeah. smell it, taste it, see it, yeah, nothing. You would never know. And so, and it settles in the lowest living, living area of the mm -hmm. house. And so, you know, where do you put your kids for 20 I years know. of their lives? And, or and your so, mother-in-law. Yeah. Maybe that's a never mind. <laughs> so I don't know what you're saying, Trevor. <laughs> so um, you know, it's an easy test to do. It, it and honestly, in the scheme of things, to mitigate a, a house for radon is like fifteen to seventeen hundred dollars. So how do you mitigate it? So a company can come in and they'll they'll drill a hole in the slab in the basement and they'll put a pipe down in the slab. And then they put a fan outside and they pipe that radon gas outside and then into the atmosphere where it can dissipate or get watered okay. down, basically. But how does that work if you have, like, you know, you're all on granite or whatever that's causing this? How does one pipe in the middle really do it? So that's a great question. Sometimes the they, have to put, they have to put two or three systems in okay. depending so, on the house. So do you have to do it multiple times? Because if it just, it, the granite's going to continue to break that down. That fan has to stay there and you just have to. So the EPA says once a system's been installed, a mitigation system. Oh, it's a full system. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You have to test every two years to make sure that system stays active. It. Hmm. Got it. Um, I can tell you a story. So is it newer houses? Sorry. Is it's it all houses. Then I probably, I probably need a radon test. Yeah, there's there's no rhyme or reason to like, if your neighbor has radon, you may not. There's no Weird, really just rhyme the or reason. Of the dirt. Yeah, it's just there's no reason. The okay, only, call me. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the only the only thing I can tell you about radon is the higher you get up on the mountain, and then the deeper you get in the ground up there. So I can tell you a story. We did a, an inspection for a jazz basketball player. You know Derek Favors. Yeah, uh, I don't. So because totally. I'm out we, of the loop. Yeah, Sorry, guys. so we did we did his house when he when he moved here to play for the Jazz, and he lived up on the hill in North Salt Lake, and he had a a basketball court in the, mm. you know, it was four stories down yep, basically. Yep. And I set a radon monitor down there and I went and picked it up and it came back at 99. And I'm like, what? What's normal? Like, like 4.0 is the limit. Oh my and gosh. this came back at 99.0. And I'm like, Yikes. okay, something's wrong with my monitor. It, it, <laughs> you know, I look at the calibration date and it was in calibration. I'm like, that's a, that's a bad test. So mm -hmm. I asked, I said, Hey, I need to set them again. So I set three monitors down there and they all came, and they all came back that high. So they oh had to put gosh. a radon system in his house 
to get rid of that radon. And they ended up putting, Holy crap. I think they put four systems in that house just because of the yeah. square footage. It was like yeah. 12,000 square yeah. feet or something. It's no big deal. Yeah. Some <laughs> totally <fine>. huge number. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that was, and I, and I think it was just because he was so deep in the yeah, ground. Yeah. I mean, there. it makes sense. And especially with all the ground out there, because I'm like clear out in Taylor and it's just dirt, but I kind of want to get that tested so I can it's see. It's all those those animals in the swamp that yeah, are out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so there's radon testing, there's meth. Obviously, meth is a drug, and you don't want that, you know, in your kids' systems yeah, so and the, things like that. Yeah, so the, the radon, or for the meth, the, you know, the thing about meth is once it's been in the house, you can't paint over, you can't yep, encapsulate it. it doesn't go it. away. It keeps leaching through, and they actually have to scrub the walls when they go in. And yep. I went, um, and Anne invited me one time to see kind of how they do it, and she walked me through the house, and it's, I mean, it's a process. It's yeah. basically they scrub all the walls. Anything permeable in the house has to go. Yeah. So like couches, carpet. carpet, even blinds with the little strings because mm-hmm. the strings are permeable. Yeah. Oh that all gosh. has to go. So wow. when you stop and look at what's permeable so in much. your house, everything. it's like, holy like, crap. Yeah. And then they have to thing. scrub everything. And mm. they have to scrub it like three times. Yeah. They have That's to go in and, and wash it. And then they have to scrub it. And then they have to wash and it And test again. and test. Yeah. yeah. And then they have to have a clearance test. And one of the misnomers about meth is... The lab where we do the sampling down in Salt Lake, where we take our samples, us as a home inspection company, and even the the agents, buyers and sellers, are not required to say anything to the health department about, hey, there's meth in this house. It's actually up to the actual owner of the house. That's messed up. And the only person that goes to the health department in the whole scenario is the mitigation company. Mm -hmm. So Anne has to go pull a permit with the health department, and then the health department will look at the levels and say yes or no that people can stay there. Oh my so gosh. about one in five, they have they make them leave the house until it's cleaned up because of oh, the levels of it. Otherwise, they just stay there. Holy yeah. cow. And That's you, messed up. You know, at first I thought, oh, every rental I'm going to find. You, you know, we actually find more in single-family homes than we do rental houses, which shocked me. Right. Right, you know, but it, it that's just how it is. That's interesting. And then if you break down the demographics of who's using meth, the number one user of meth is a single female. I was going to say. With kids. I've, I've heard that, yeah. Well, kids are hard, okay? <laughs> right. I heard heroin's a big, you know, favorite of school moms and yeah. stuff. <laughs> and then the second, do the second highest user is a construction worker, but if you break it down even farther, it's HVAC techs. So we've actually found Weird. meth in brand new houses that nobody's lived in because it's on the oh, tech no. and he's putting the system in your house HVAC. and then he turns it That's on crazy. and then it goes and all it through your ductwork. Yeah, it oh. goes through your ductwork. So. And then they have to like mitigate a brand yeah. new house. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, now talk about mold. Mold is that disgusting. Is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I like honestly, blue cheese. Does that so, count? I'm just gross. kidding. <laughs> I don't like blue cheese really. I like feta though. So what do you think's the worst mold? Black mold? I've heard black mold, but... No, it's not. It's not, but it's the most common. Right. So... Who... I don't know the types of molds. Do you want to do multiple choice? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> who who really makes the most money in a mold in a mold situation? Sheetrock? It's I'm your disaster cleanup companies, yeah. right? Because they come in and bill your homeowner's insurance. Yep. So I give them props for the marketing yeah. because they have done an absolute phenomenal job of making black mold the enemy. Right. And it's just the most common. Okay. And that's why they've done that is so that they can uh-huh. go in and tear your whole house You've apart. You've got black mold. Yeah, charge your homeowner's mm-hmm. insurance thousands and thousands of dollars when it really yeah. doesn't need to be. And so Interesting. mold and mold, there's mm-hmm. like no line in the sand with the EPA. They haven't said this is what a high number is because mold is based on your immune system. 
So your immune system may handle more mold than my immune system. Well, I know system. some kids can't handle it hardly at all yeah. because of asthma. and. If there's any kind of respiratory issues, you should just check the house for mold. Yeah. And what's funny is a lot of companies don't understand that there's mold in the air every day yeah. that we breathe. Like if yeah. you watch the pollen counts on I'm the I'm allergic nose, to mold on the allergy test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you watch the pollen counts on the news, it's always on there. Mold's yep. always on there. So we take an outside control sample so we can see what's in the air that mm. day. And then we sample in the house. And then that way we can say, okay, outside it was this number. Right, and inside. inside it's like either That's higher smart. or lower. That way we know kind of what to judge things, uh, how to read that mold sample in the house. So. For me, it's interesting because I am allergic to mold on, on the test. And so it's like on rainy days or when it's really damp, that's kind of when I have a little bit more allergies than other times. But that makes sense because mold likes moisture, right? Yeah, it does. And I always jokingly say, whenever the wind blows out of St. George, we get a lot of mold. It's because all the old people <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm just teasing. <laughs> no, that's amazing. No, it's true, though. It's well, true. I mean, just kidding. Every, every oh, old man. person's home kind of smells the same. Yeah. Yeah, but well, it's usually like roses and mothballs. You it's walk into an old person's house in the wintertime, and it's like 412 degrees in right? there. And the windows are sweating, so they all have mold in their house oh, because man. of the condensation. You know, it's, it's trying just to keep one warm. Of those, yeah, it's just one of those things. They need a Lone's Can Be Fun blanket. Yeah, <laughs> they need something. <laughs> okay, so, and a lot of kids are like the mold. How easily is that fixed? Simple. Our the way we do it is we use an all natural product that's enzyme based. Okay. And so the you know the old adage is oh just clean it with Clorox. Well, Clorox is mostly water. And so the analogy I like to use is if you mow a dandelion off, did you kill the roots? Nope. It just nope. comes back double, right? Right. Same thing with Clorox. You, it'll kill the surface, but it won't kill the roots. Well, our enzymes will go in and they'll eat the roots and they change them to an amino acid, which is harmless, right? Okay. The enzymes that we use, if we fog the house, they'll stay living for up to two years and they'll continue to, they'll continue to fight that mold if yeah. it ever comes back. That's so cool. Um, and we can either wipe it on or we can fog the house. And if we fog it, we use a wet fog process and the, the foggers break the, mo- the product down to such a fine micron that it will actually penetrate permeable stuff. Wow. So it'll get behind the sheetrock mm-hmm. paper. It'll get, you know, it'll penetrate all that stuff to kill that mold. And it's, it's really a good product. And I did a lot of homework before we decided to jump into that. And I didn't want to use harsh chemicals. Right. Yeah. Because that's always my big thing with people coming to do my house, bug, you know, spraying for yeah. bugs or other things like that. I'm like, I don't want it around my kids. Right. And so I it, want it for me because I'm it, sucking up radon <laughs> for fun. Right. Kidding. And, you know, it's you, you got to be conscious. And my big thing was, would I spray it in my house with my grandkids, yep. and, you know, with my own kids? And it's like, no, I wouldn't. You wouldn't do it. And then I found this product and the product was actually approved by the EPA to kill mold. So it's nice. backed by the EPA. And it's funny because... During COVID, back in 2020, I, I went on a vacation with my wife, and I got on the plane, and I'm like, I recognize that smell. <laughs> That's what, what they were what, using? What is it? And I said, what are you guys, they said, oh, we're disinfecting everything. I go, I get that, but what is the product? Yeah. And they handed me the bottle, and I'm like, Holy crap, that's my that's, mold that's stuff. That's my stuff. So it was the third thing that the CDC put on the list to actually kill the COVID virus. So... I was like, holy crap. Because you can sanitize homes too, right? Yeah, we, we absolutely can. Yeah, I, that was something that was surprising to me where I was like, that would have been a great idea at different times. We actually did know? quite a bit of it. Um, we had an office call. They had a huge COVID outbreak in this oh, real no. estate office, and I went in and sanitized their whole office and everything for them. Just peace yeah. of mind and make everybody feel better. And we did a lot of houses. There was, I mean, that freaked a lot of people oh out. Oh my gosh, know? that was such a weird time. Yeah. and Terrifying. I think we're all a little bit traumatized by a little. And I don't think we'll ever get over no, it, No, I mean, there's things that are still just weird as heck because of yeah. it. But 
Yeah, I remember you talking about that, and I was like, "What a cool idea!" I didn't, I didn't even know that was possible. I don't know why. I mean, it's always like surface, but I think it comes back to you're always nervous to put sanitize your whole house. It's like even when I've done a bug bomb, I'm like, I don't really like the fact that that's on my, you know, yeah, it leaves desk. that residue. Yeah, I'm like, that just doesn't seem. Yeah, yeah. and you know, that that's the nice thing about the Amazon based product is it's. I mean, yeah, it leaves a residue, but it's not like something that if your kid grabs it, it's not going to hurt them. You know right. what I mean? And the 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 gentleman that created the product, he he actually one of the videos I seen, he actually like stuck his finger in the liquid, <gasps> and he's like, it's it's safe to, <laughs> right. keep, to and I'm like, well, but I still wouldn't do that. I wouldn't just either. But, it, but it's just like <laughs> that's it's not just true. Like Lick it's, the, what is it? The licket stick? Is that what it's called? The lick yeah, with the powder? <laughs> yeah. With the candy? Fun the, dip? The fun, fun dip. dip. There fun you go. Fun dip. Yeah. Yep. The yeah, licket stick's thing. the hard, the stick, right? Um, yeah, I think that's what it says on it. Anyway, yeah. sorry. No, you're As good. we digress. But it, <laughs> you know, where it's all natural, we tell people, look, we don't use any chemicals. And and the thing about it, if you really watch a uh, disaster cleanup company, they don't treat the mold. They just cut the sheetrock out and get mm -hmm. rid of it. They don't do. And the, the sad part is, is what happens when they they come into your house? They pull your carpet up, stick yep. fans in there, and they start blowing all of those mold spores. They turn your furnaces on, your air yep. conditioning. Oh, we had that exact thing. It actually caused more mold in my yeah. parents' cabin. Yeah. So it just like spreads that instead of going, okay, let's lock this down. Let's get the fog in the air. Let's kill all yep. the, the mold spores in the air. They don't do anything. They go, oh, we just painted it with kills. So do you do you come in and do that for people? Yep. So if somebody has a flood or something like that, yep. they should call we, you guys. Yep, we can okay. come in and fog the whole house immediately. Well, you know, they need to get the water cleaned. Sure, up. they need to get that. And then out of we there. can come in and fog the house, and we'll actually, I'll actually fog the ductwork as well for the okay. furnace. So one of the things that we found that we do is we'll find out what size filter they have, and then we buy one of those filters and soak it in our product. Yeah. And stick it back in the furnace, and then turn nice. it on. Yes. And now it's sucking all seventy percent of that air back right, through the through house. It. And then when we're fog in the house we'll fog extra heavy at the return air so it's yep. sucking it back through the duct work and we'll pull all the heat registers up and go mm -hmm. down in the heat registers and so, so we try sorry. to we try to do you know a good job for well people. And that seems like like you've thought it through and how to really get rid of it which is huge and i think a lot of people just do the bare minimum unfortunately in yeah. a lot of businesses yeah and you know the nice thing about our product is i tell everybody i'm like way less than a disaster cleanup, like a third yeah. of what they charge. So do you have other people like connections where like, let's say they have to take sheetrock out, yeah. things like that. You can just help them get we, that taken we'll, care we'll of? We'll cut it out too, okay. but I won't put it back. I mean... Oh, nice, Troy. That's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Just, I, I, I'll cut I, it I tear down I'll your house. People, I'm really rebuilding. good at cutting it out, but I, you don't want me. I suck but, at putting it Oh my it gosh. Back. That is one thing that I will That's say. You always hire a professional for sheetrock. Yeah. I don't care what you think about your skills. Because yeah. I feel like I'm pretty good at most things. And then when I try sheetrock i'm like mm, no nope. you know one of the things when we're doing a home inspection if we can tell if the homeowners finished the basement yeah. themselves and we'll always put in our comments it appears that a non-professional has finished the basement <laughs> you do it just for fun <laughs> no just because you need to know you that, need to know that right and you know we don't do permit research right and we're kind of wanting people to go like to the city was a permit pulled yeah. okay um is there anything else that you think people need to know why it's so important to have a home inspection like you know i and I know agents look at us as the devil, like, you know, and I get it. We stand between them and their paycheck. But our end goal is we really are there to protect that buyer and let them just give them an educated view of what Absolutely. they're getting into. And we walk a fine line because inside that house, those four walls is a ton of emotions. So sellers, sellers can like 
they get offended easily yep. because who's this stranger? Who's this dick in my house <laughs> that's telling me all this stuff yes. is wrong, right? Yep. And, and so we walk a really fine line. Yep. And so, but we truly are there in the best interest of the buyers to let them know what they're buying. Well, and I, like I just went through the process of selling my house and an inspector came through and they named some things that I was like, that really doesn't need to be done. It makes people feel better, right? And mm-hmm. we all know that. But there were other things where I was like, Hmm, that would have been nice to know when I did my house. Yeah. You know, there were certain things with the water heater and there was another thing with some plumbing thing where I was like, and with the furnace, it was like something about having sediment. There was no sediment trap um, oh, on the gas line. On the gas line. Yeah. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah. And I've lived there for 13 years. You know what I'm saying? So, there, I, you know, there's just things like that that you know that the average human buying a house doesn't know. And we tell everybody, you know, it wouldn't even hurt just the average homeowner to give us a call and let us come and do an inspection on their house and give them a punch list. Here's things that you yeah. need to do, like maintenance items, yep. because most people don't understand that. And, you know, one of the joke, one of the jokes that we have at our shop, at our our team uses all the time is, you know, with the new generation of people that were buying the houses, not only do they not know what a hammer is, they sure the heck don't know how to use it. And and the point of that is, is we need to be helping them take care of their house, yep. right? Here's a punch list. Here's things yeah. to do. Here's trusted people that we've mm-hmm. worked with. Well, and that helps them if they ever go to sell their house too. Those things are yep. already done and the expense doesn't have to be like a crazy, you know, oh, now I need... $10,000 to do this because I've done it over right. and, whatever. And it's the old analogy, a small drip becomes a huge flood over time. Amen. And if you can catch it early and take care of it, you know, and then you won't have to worry about mold remediation right. and all this other stuff that we've talked about because you've handled that problem and it exactly. just boils down to maintenance. Exactly. So I want you guys all to know, like when I buy a home, I get a home inspection. I just bought a new home and that wasn't, I probably should have anyway, but we I'll find, have you come by and do my radar. We find more on new construction <laughs> than we do existing <laughs> houses. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that makes me feel stupid. Okay. But I have used Troy several times and I would recommend him to people. And there there are good companies that do this, but they're offering plumbing and the HVAC stuff. One-stop shop. One-stop shop. That's yeah. really nice. And you know, I know that there's a lot of pain points with real estate agents because they're busy and they have yeah. a lot going on. And so I looked at that and I thought, well, the number one thing I hear is nobody, no plumbing or HVAC shop will allow the sellers to do the work and then be paid at closing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm yep. used to that kind of stuff, yep. so we can do that. And, then and that's the, huge because, I mean, sometimes people don't have the money till their house sells. Right. And I get that. I mean, yep. especially in the economy we're in right now. Oh, my gosh, for real. And then the other thing is, is agents don't have time to babysit contractors. So even my mold remediation guy, we all have super access. Yep. So all we need is just the information, and we can go take care of it. We can take that right away from that real yep. estate agent and just say, hey, you know what? We're here for you. We can take care of it. And yeah. um, it's anything been, that you can do that makes the process easier for everybody. Yeah. And, great. you know, and especially on your end on, on the, what you guys do with mortgages and stuff, it's it makes it nice to know, hey, this is taken care of. We can yes. move forward. Here's the invoicing. We just need to pay it at the end. Absolutely. The and it, it's been great. Absolutely. Well, you guys give them a call. They do a great job. And, you know, we always recommend you when we have clients and things like that. It. So. Thanks so much for coming in. It was really, it was really interesting. Thank you, Troy. You bet. Have a good day. You too.